0: Before we get started, please remember to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell below so you'll be informed every time a new video comes out on topics such as spirituality, well-being, and nutrition. In this episode of SpearLift, I have the pleasure of speaking with Marlo. Marlo is no stranger to loss, grief, trauma, and struggle. Yet, some of the most devastating events in her life ended up being some of the most beautiful gifts. While healing herself, Marlo found her true calling as a healer, something that was innately there all along. We all possess the ability to do this and Marlo helps apply these gifts and create a life to be excited about through a combination of energy, work, intuition, and metaphysics. Marlo currently takes one-on-one sessions, couple sessions, hosts healing groups and classes and is a spiritual teacher through Guided Light Healing. Marlo, it's a pleasure to have you on this episode of Spirit Lift, and welcome. Thank
1: you. Thanks for having me.
0: Marlo, we are in a year now where a lot of people, when they started the year coming in from 2020, are trying to have a rejuvenated sense of hope, a rejuvenated energy, to move them into a positive direction and really feel like whatever was lost from the prior year they can go and just either recreate their life or at least get back to a sense of normality and and even just hope you know that felt like it was very lost and still a lot of people are struggling with several issues whether it has to do with mental health well, it has to do economically with certain things. Well, it has to do with relationships with people. It's there's a plethora of of problems, you know. Still, that exists, and this is still worldwide, as we know. So, Marlo, I think it's really important the work you do and the way that you do help people. And I want you to please start by kind of, t- kind of giving our viewers and listeners a little bit of background of who you are, kind of the struggle you went through in your life to get where you are and how people could relate to that in their own way, as far as understanding that transitionary way of going through something in your life that led you to where you are now and why you decided to do what you do.
1: Great. I'd love to. So this is kind of something that I think some people think um, comes hard sharing a story and for me somehow. And I think that's why I do what I do. It comes very natural and easy. So I am happy to be here. Thank you for having me. And um, yeah, so I am an energy healer and I'll kind of start with how I got into all of this. I'd say it's a few years ago. I had like most of us, we have when we have this spiritual awakening, which some of us call it. In the woo-woo world, it's there's normally something that has happened that's pretty traumatic and devastating, or turns our world upside down, or something that is very opposite than the way we were living our life. And for me, that came to me in um, my husband. And we had been together for the our young adult years, we had been together for about 15 years, and married for six of that. And um, we um, had a son together. And at the time, life was good. To me, I didn't know any different. I just figured this is what you do. You meet your, we met in college, college sweetheart. You go through life, you grow up a little bit, you get married, you start a family, you kind of just do your thing. And um, when my son was about 15 months old, I got a phone call from him, which, he ended up giving me a bunch of information leading to him admitting that he had been unfaithful for majority of our relationship. So with that came with that shock and me feeling like that came out of nowhere, it kind of turned into this spiral of the next 10 days, these new truths coming to the surface. So each day was like a new thing, a new piece of truth, a new thing i had to grasp and i felt like my life was very out of control and it got to a point where it was so overwhelming that we had decided to separate and go our separate ways still very much in contact with each other talking every day seeing each other and i could tell that there was a shift with him that was happening this was a lot for our life to be turned upside down from what it was just days prior and it literally was like the lights went out and it was sudden and it was overwhelming for both of us. For him, I think it took on a different sort of overwhelm because in his eyes, he was the one that created and started this cycle. So what ended up happening is a couple days later from our decision to separate, um, he had taken his own life and I actually had walked in and found him and it was very, out of nowhere, there wasn't anything that I knew of that would lead me to believe he was struggling. And it was something that was, I remember walking out of where I had found him to call 911. And I had walked out and been like, my life is never going to be the same. And obviously, in that moment, that was a fear and a very um, scary feeling. And I knew that. I knew to me, I was like, normal people don't see things like this and come off the other side.
0: Sorry, and really so quick, to Marlo. Me that was
1: when I said that. that
0: oh, sorry. Just really quick, mm-hmm, was sorry. that when he he took his life? W- were you still married, or had you already separated? Just to be clear.
1: Yeah. So we had. So from the time that I was mentioning this phone call that I had gotten from him, and the time that he had taken his own life was only ten days. So we had decided within about two days before that to separate. And live I moved in with my family and he stayed he also stayed with family um, and so we had decided to separate but it had only been 10 days since this information came out to begin with so just 10 days prior we were married and living our normal life and so we still were technically married but had decided to separate and were living in okay our places at that time but I back our home to pick up some things and that I had found him. So that is kind of how it was very quick and very sudden. And when I tell people that it was like, it was like, it was one thing after another and it was very fast. Um, but yeah, so that moment when I had found him and I, I knew to myself, I thought to myself, I'm like, oh my goodness, life is never gonna, I'm never gonna be the same. And what I didn't realize in that moment, of course that was right, is very true. I was not that moment on and I was not the same person but it was in healing and learning these different things as I tried to heal myself that I realized that that was very true, but there was so much beauty on the other side of that, of something that can be so intense and heavy and scary and traumatic that we can understand and take something and be like, okay, even in that moment I knew I intuitively knew I was never going to be the same. But in that moment, my perspective of what that looked like was very different than how I see it now. And the reason why I see it so differently now is for a slew of reasons and all this healing that I did after that.
0: Let me ask you one one thing before we continue with that idea, Marlo. D- did you have any kind of closure conversation with him before he took his life?
1: We had had a conversation. We actually, I was the last person he spoke with And we had had a really good conversation it actually was i tell people was the best conversation we had had over those 10 days it was very open it was very honest it was very like this is our plan we're gonna how we're gonna co-parent together because we our son was 15 months at the time um we both came from families that had divorce in them so we were very like headstrong and wanting this to be as normal as we could make it and as healthy as we could make it so we were both very much on board and we were like best friends. So we still had that, even though he had done these things that had started this kind of spiral of our relationship, we still had this common connect, this connection that was very strong. And so the last conversation we had was a good one. It was one that that way was also very shocking to find him hours later. Cause that was just hours after we had that conversation is the one I found him because It was an amazing conversation and it was very clear, like, this is what we'll do, I'll talk to you later. I'll, you know, let's figure out a plan for, you know, Easter was coming up, let's figure out a plan for the holiday. It was a very open, good conversation. So that was also why it was so shocking when I found him because that was not anywhere on my radar whatsoever. And it's also when I talk to people about mental health and about people who have um, thoughts Uh, or dealing with depression is that people wonder like, well, how did he have such a clear conversation? Like that sounds, that's very confusing to people. A lot of people on the other side of suicide are very confused because a lot of the time you don't see it and you don't know and you don't. And they're also sometimes once they've decided what they're going to do, there's this sense of calm. And you'll notice that I've heard from a handful of people that have dealt with situations in suicide that a lot of the times the last conversations they have with their loved ones is very calm and is very collected. And you, that does come as even a more shock because they're coming from a different place.
0: Marla it's interesting in the particular way that you just described it. Cause I've never heard somebody, you know, say that about their last moments of suicide, like this calm. I've never heard that. I mean, it's, um, I don't know. That's that. Uh, it, it gives me, um, the, the, the reason that it kind of throws me off guard hearing that actually, and I'm not saying in a good or bad way, I'm just saying in general, cause I've never heard that is because I think, you know, like when people pass away in general, that like, like if they're sh- extremely sick or if there's something going on and they know, like they're towards the end, like you know, I've had people in my life like who've been really sick, and they know there's like this knowing, like okay, this is the end, you know. That's what I'm getting to is like it's that knowing, it's like okay, I am coming to terms with this, and then there's this kind of shift of energy somehow. I don't know what it is, you know. So I, it's it kind of, you know, it throws me off uh, guard hearing that in a certain way because at the same time it then you are doing it to yourself that you you know it's just like wow I mean it's powerful hearing that you know and it's just powerful uh, just hearing that that kind of situation of knowing in that way that you're going to do that and it's going to be over can really have I don't know bring that own that own sense of that closer to you. I don't know. It's, it's quite hard to understand that, you know, but I think it's very pertinent for me to ask you also, you know, because I will understand more of what led you to what you do now, but like when you were healing after that was going on, where did the where did the feeling or the idea or at least the process of even forgiveness take place and what did it mean to you going through that because whether it be forgiveness of the anything to do with the relationship forgiveness of what you what happened between you both how did that play a role in your process of grieving and then healing
1: it's funny and i tell people again i think it when i tell people how i responded to all of this and where i went from there a lot of people are shocked and kind of taken back and i even have friends that are like okay we're waiting it's been a couple of years are, are you gonna freak out now like when's the when's the time that you fall apart and you know like what works ex- what is like humanly what we would expect someone who's gone through something like this and I think that also contributes to the fact of why I know what I do now is exactly what I was put here to do because when I get that reaction from people, but when it happened, it wasn't, I wasn't angry. I wasn't. And I was, what I decided once that happened is I knew that this healing process was on me and I knew I didn't have the luxury of swallowing it and not processing it and ignoring it or saying, you know what? I don't wanna deal with this today. I'm gonna deal with it a year from now. I'm gonna pretend like this isn't really going on. I I knew because of my son and because now I was the sole person he was gonna learn and I was gonna have to explain one day when this, that this happened and him be like, okay, what did you do? Like what, how did that, what did we do then? You know, I knew I had all of that in my mind. And so I knew I had to lean into it and I knew it was gonna be uncomfortable. And I tell people when I work with people that it, almost is as funny as it sounds when we're at rock bottom and we have nowhere to go, but up, it's very, very effortless. And I use that lightly because I think there still is a lot of effort, but there's an ease to healing and there's an ease to being open to what can help elevate your life or help you heal because you really have nowhere to go, but up and you are willing to do anything to get that feeling to go away. So, when that happened in that moment, I oddly did not have anger. And I did not what I had is I had a lot of sadness. I had sadness that now more so that I was going to live this life without this person that I thought was my person. You know, I knew that he had some time to decide that I wasn't his person in the sense that he was looking elsewhere but I, that for me happened overnight. I had to unlearn that. I had to kind of fall out of love with him. I had to just, I had to almost like, it was like my soul knew what I needed to do, but my brain wasn't catching up because it was happening so fast. So there was a lot of sadness, but more so than needing to forgive in the beginning at that point. It was being sad for my son that he was never going to know him, that that was something that was going to, and now, I was projecting like future stuff. So I was now thinking in that moment, like, oh my gosh, he's never going to meet his dad. He's never going to know the person I knew who was quite extraordinary. He's now, what does that mean for him? So it was more so overwhelm and sadness than feeling like there was anything I needed to forgive. Cause I knew if he backed himself so badly into a corner where he felt like this was the answer, I felt bad for him. Like I felt more sad for him that that is the option he thought that we would be better off without him. Like, so there was a lot more sadness than there was anger or needing to forgive. And to be honest, even going forward through my healing process, when I started to feel like there was pieces I had to forgive him for, it was more so for him leaving. It wasn't necessarily for making the decisions that he did prior or the infidelity, or any of those things, it was almost like being frustrated that he's not here to help me and he's not here to be, it was almost like, and I'll get to, uh, you know, I'm sure as we ask more, ask more questions, um, get to the part of where I realized I was so not myself through our relationship. And looking back, I was not the person I was supposed to be. and. I didn't know that at the time and what
0: why don't you explain that now just to put it in this context because i think that's really important especially to where you're you have ended up with your life could you explain that already
1: yeah yeah so when i looked back and i started this healing process and leaned into it and i was open to doing i mean you name it i was trying everything like i was doing I was meeting with therapists hypnotherapists healers you know people that were clearing energy um, doctors western medicine doctors natural like you name it and i was just like if anything will help i will try it so through this process as i learned more things and took pieces that resonated with me i started to understand that what the dynamic that i had with my husband we were a match to each other And when i say a match meaning we were we wouldn't have ended up together if we weren't supposed to. So we had a match. We were a match to each other. We were living our life. But looking back, I realized like, oh, like this is kind of where I lost my spark because we met in college. So for me, and it's always different for everyone, for me at that age, 21, I didn't really know who I was. Like I didn't really know what I liked, what I didn't like. I mean, I had an idea. I think we all kind of have little things, but I didn't have a real clear understanding. So when we met, Both of us being in this, being a match, and what I mean by that is both of us were kind of in that same spot where we wouldn't have ended up together. So now you have two people together that kind of don't really know who they are, but now don't have those um, ideologies and beliefs and tools to continue to grow together. So what happened was, is we kind of meshed together and we kind of just loaded by, we didn't really stand for much. We were amazing. We were funny. We had fun together. It wasn't like we had a boring life, but when I look back compared to my life now, it was like my life was in black and white and now it's in color. Like I was asleep at the wheel and, but we both were. And so when I talk to people about relationships, I, when I say, it's really important to know who you are and have that strong understanding of self is because when we end up with somebody, we tend to naturally kind of blend together. That's kind of the natural thing when you meet someone, you figure out, you compromise, you let what you like, what you don't like, you kind of, and when you have two people that are in that same boat, again, you kind of mesh together and you're kind of like blah. And we didn't do a lot of growing together. So what happened was with time where I kind of felt like my spark and fire went out. I didn't have a lot of motivation for what I wanted to do. I was in retail. I just never felt like anything clicked compared especially to what I do now, I felt like I was just doing things to do things. I was doing things because you're supposed to. You're supposed to get a job when you leave college. Whatever one you get first, take that. If it ha- makes whatever one, if you have two options, the one that makes you the most money, go that direction. Like my thinking was very, you know, black and white. And so that's the life I created. I created a life that was very dull looking back.
0: But how long, and I, I'm so, I want to interject right there, how long, Throughout, I I don't know like I guess through most of your life and whatever point of particular particular yeah uh, particular point in your life <laughs> sometimes I goof up in my words um were, were there ever moments through all this and even before like college before college being married etc that you're that. You know, as I described to you at the beginning, there was this innate way that you felt that you had something else within you to be that true self, who you are, Marlo. That true calling of what you have, Marlo, etc. Were there ever these inflection points that were like, "Okay, this is what's calling me. I don't know what it is. How do I get there? Where's the path? Where, like, were you was?" was that touching on you often and all throughout this
1: no so what i'd say is where i look back and see it in the way that i would explain it the way you're explaining it no like i had no consciousness or awareness that i was not the person that i was put here to be zero awareness of that i didn't it was almost like if you could think about it is like having a key to something but having no idea where to put the key it's like it or having uh, somewhere where you need a key, but not knowing where to find it. It was like, but I didn't even know taking that a step further. I didn't even know I was looking for anything as kind of just like, eh, like this is good. I guess this is how life is supposed to be. But when I look back, my version of that, of being like, oh, this is where my, where I was trying to notice this, but I wasn't picking up on it was more so in feeling unsettled. I always felt like I was looking for something more. I was looking for something better. When I would be in a relationship, I would always be looking to pick it apart to see what needed to be fixed. Almost like I knew intuitively that I was missing a feeling. And so I would hyper-focus on things to pick out what was wrong, thinking if I fixed that, I would feel better or I would feel how I'm supposed to feel. It, but if I, I wouldn't have been able to articulate that, but in my actions and the way that I felt, I was always like picking things apart, fo- even internally focusing on things. I didn't like about myself that I wanted to change, wanted to lose weight. I wanted to do this. I wanted to have, you know, my hair's very, you know, big and curly and frizzy. I always wanted different hair. Like there was these things about that. I was taking everything and always trying to make it better. I think in search of intuitively in search for finding myself, finding that thing that makes me, made me feel settled and I never was finding it. And so I would look outside of myself to try and fix what was around me, thinking if I fix that, or if my husband is perfect in the sense of, you know, does what he says he's gonna do and he's home for dinner and we always try. Maybe that's when I'll feel like things feel right. And I never got that feeling. And it never, things never felt, I never felt settled. I always felt like I was looking for something else.
0: How then, what were the, the main things? Like, let's say even before, like, as you're describing out before you're married and, you know, that kind of unsettling feeling and phases, and then everything you went through learning what you did learn throughout your marriage. And then, you know, this unfortunate thing, event that happened, you know, with your husband. When, when did this what was then after that really the process? And especially, I would say, look, because I, I don't think there's just, you know, from my own experience in life and talking to so many other people, I, I don't think there's just these magic days that just kind of, just, you know, erase the past and then you're, you know, <laughs> this brand new person. I think going through what we go through in our life and our own journeys, it's all about our day-to-day actions. And it's a little by little by little, you know, moments that make up everything that turn into, it's the snowball effect in a way, you know, so how do you go? My question to you is, and thinking about what we're going through in this part of our human experience in history, right? Yeah. From your own experience, how, going through all these different circumstances, how did, you know, you start to put your own pieces together, make the, the moments you really wanted day to day after that, and then, you know, talk about them becoming this, a light healer, a mm-hmm. guide healer. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I'd say... It took a couple months of trying different things. I was trying, like I was mentioning before, I tried all different kinds of modalities, you know, healers, doctors, this and that. And each thing felt like it was getting me closer. I never felt like I was taking a step back. I never, so that is very empowering when you're going through something like this. It's like, if you commit to it and you lean into it, you will find little things from every scenario. Even if you meet a doctor that you're like, no, that didn't really resonate with me. But this is what I'm picking up from that person that I don't, they're not my vibe. So I'm going to pick someone else, which is now going to be what led me to this, my favorite doctor. You know what I mean? So it, there were these little things, but a couple months went by and I reached out to a healer who's now my teacher and who I train with. And I'm a spiritual teacher through their program, through his program is I just thought I'd worked with him in the past, like years before. And I thought, you know what? gonna try it he's a little bit more expensive so i kind of in the past is why i hesitated working with him and so then i thought you know what i'm just gonna do it. it he popped into my head what do i have to lose like i'm i want to try everything i had a session with him and it honestly was life-changing and why i say that is because it was more about i showed up to the session myself very open very you know wanting to heal that's part of the battle right you can't make anyone do something they don't want to do and we talked about what had happened and some perspective shifts and perspective shifts to me and with what I do and with the healing was I have to say one of the biggest things because our mind is very powerful Very powerful. As we all know, we can go down one path or the other. It also can get us caught up in things. And then we look back and we're like, why were we even worried about that? Or in relationships, they can do a number on us with our emotions combined. So with that perspective shift, him showing me not only how I could take something because he said, okay, it's happened, right? This has happened either way. We can't change that, but what we can do going forward, is what he showed me is I can show you a way on why this happened so that you can make sure it doesn't happen again. Because I think when a lot of us go through trauma or have things happen to us, our biggest fear and how we react going forward is I just don't want it to happen again. And so we live in this, in this fear of feeling like we're looking over our shoulder or we're waiting for the next shoe to drop or we are worried that life just comes at us And there's a point where we have no control over it. So understanding that I had a choice to shift that and learning about energy work and learning about now shifting that perspective in itself, whether I take any action or not, shifts the energy around us. And by that, I'm now shifting what I'm attracting or repelling. And so to me, that was what was very fascinating because I saw that happen. I felt it. And there was actually one conversation we had had And it was another healing session and he had, um, I had told him I had gone to a birthday party. My best friend, her, she had, um, has two twin girls and it was their birthday party. And they're about six months young, older than my son. And so this was about a couple months after my husband had passed away. And so I was very open forward. Like I was like, I'm ready. Let's go. I'm going to bring him to the birthday party. I was very about life goes on and I'm just going to tackle it as it comes up. And I walked in with that confidence, not really being prepared for how I might feel because I'd been around people. That wasn't the issue, but I was walking in now to a birthday party where I knew these people, some of them, and they were family. It was a family oriented get together with their kids. And to me, I underestimated how that was going to make me feel walking in there. And when I walked in there, there was someone, um, one of It's their their dad that looked like my husband and my son was very, he was pulling on my leg. He was like, and I didn't know, he was at 15 months at the time. And so I turned around and he kept pointing at this man. And he said, and he kept pointing at him and saying, dada. And I was like, and I looked and it like took me back. And so I was like, uh, oh no, like that's not him. And then my mind started to kind of spiral a little bit. Cause then in that moment, that is the toughest part when it came to all of this was what it had to do with my son. And how that would affect him like my choices are my choices if i chose someone and that dynamic you know shifted and this happened that's on me but now the choices i made are affecting my son and will be going forward so those were the things that got me the most so with my perspective shift, that was the stuff that would be the loudest for me that i would have to put a lot of intention to shifting because i'd be like what would be a good thing about my son not having his dad in the beginning that was hard for me to see and understand understand that so before I move on to that piece that party that was a really turning point because then also to me I thought well not only is he thinking obviously that his dad is here he's also wondering like he thinks that he wouldn't come up and say hi to him like you know it started to take on this this life of like what is going on right now so when I left that party it was the heaviest I had felt in my heart the whole time you know those first those couple months So to me, I was like, I can't, I can't get stuck in this. I have to, I have to get this feeling to go away. I need to work through it because this is not, I'm not going to have this be my life that I'm not going to have every time I go to a party and someone's dad is there that I feel, you know, I need to get okay with this so that he's okay with it. Meaning my son. And I had another conversation with my teacher now, and um, he had given me a perspective shift that you know, you were saying that sometimes things don't shift. It literally in the moments that he was speaking, I felt my body change. Like I felt my perspective change and shift. Now that doesn't mean I didn't have healing to do after that, but it was a huge piece that to this day, I never went backwards after that. I never had those moments of what I felt then. And that to me was huge. And I knew that if he could do that for me, and help me understand in that moment by just saying a few things, then I understood like, this is, this is life-changing. And I've always been someone who innately wants to help others. If I find a product I really like, I end up telling 20 friends, like, it's just how I am. So when he said that, and I thought career-wise, I was in this point where I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm in charge of take my husband when he had passed, he was the breadwinner. I was just a stay-at-home mom. So to me, I was like, well, okay, now I need to figure out what I'm going to do career-wise. I've never found something that was really exciting to me or that I enjoyed. And I just did things to do them. And so I was always good at conversing with people. So I went into retail naturally, but that felt like it was killing me slowly. So long story long, when I, after that conversation with him, the next day he called me and I was like, oh, huh hi. And he's like, I said, like, do we have a session? And he's like, no, I want to talk to you about something. And I was like, okay. And he's like, I think I would really like you to be a part of my teacher training program. And I was like, that's funny. I'm like, you guys are like intuitive and stuff and you see, see things and you know, this and that. And I'm like, just trying to figure myself out right now. And he was like, yeah, that's what it's about. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I can't help someone. I'm like figuring, I'm helping, trying to help myself. And he said, I think you're missing the point. And he's like, well, hear me out. He's like, you do believe that I'm intuitive and I give you, you know, gave me information, all this stuff. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, so walk me well, let's walk down this path. And if, if you don't end up resonating with it, then no problem. He's like, but in the process, you're healing yourself. Cause you're going to go through these courses and these classes. And if you decide that this doesn't work for you, then at least you've worked on some of your healing and it gets you a chance to get behind the scenes because you ask a lot of questions and you're moving really quick and he said someone who has gone through what you've gone through in two months would not be where you're at and i was like okay and he's like so this shows me along with what i'm picking up on that this is what you're meant to do and i was very hesitant because i knew a lot of it had to do with intuition and intuition to me meant like seeing the future and all of these things and I'm like I barely knew what was going on in my marriage like what makes you think I know what is going on for other people and again he was like I think you're missing the point he's like just hear me out let's try it and then let's see and it pretty much after the first class that I had taken which I've taken multiple and I still take continued classes um, it was different it just it felt that settled feeling that I said that I was always looking for it was the oddest feeling to have that when my world felt so chaotic. It was so, nothing was for sure. I did. I was living in my parents' house. You know, I didn't know what I was gonna do career-wise. I, living with, you know, solely on my own, meaning I had grown up with my husband from the time we were 21. I was 34, 33 when he passed away. So it's like, okay, I don't even know who I am. I don't know how to be me without him. So I still was figuring that out. And it was odd to have this settled feeling and be like, oh, like this is what it feels like to do what you're meant to do. Like I had never had that feeling before. And I, it's like when people say they meet someone and you're like, you just know, it was like I had that my career and figuring out, oh, like this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, this is what people talk about. And it was an amazing feeling. And from that point forward, was the next, you know, that was a few years ago, two and a half, almost three years ago. And it's been a constant growth process and learning and picking up things and integrating it, because that's kind of how we learn. And that's how I feel like I've been able to be there for people. Cause not only did I use these tools myself to heal myself, but I've gone through a lot of this stuff and I'm like, okay, I get it. Like we're all, we all have different experiences and we all are very individualized but I've had the practice at not only learning what tools work, but I've actually put them to use. And so there is a piece of me that just gets it when I work with people because I've, I've been there. I understand. And. Yeah.
0: That's really incredible, Marlo. And there's two really huge things from what we're talking what you're speaking and addressing right now that are, I think are fundamental for our path in this journey in life individually is perspective is one absolutely because you know and i spoke to someone not too long ago when it has to do with other um ideas of perspective as well because it's having certain conversations i've had with people in this last year it really feels and this is going to sound really bizarre, and this is the second time I'm saying it, but really feels that life is naturally meant to flow like a river. It's just supposed to flow. We, through our monkey minds, taking from Wim Hof, create impediments and obstacles that are really unnecessary, or or they're really they're really just something that we're drawing into ourselves, into our experiences of life. And it has to do, I guess, possibly with the energy of fear. I think really, I, I don't want to sound so black and white, and you know about this a lot more than I do, but it seems like there's two main categories and everything else falls under each of them, fear and love, okay? And they both attract many different elements and facets of life, you know? And our perspective, can really be altered, uh, modified, changed, brightened, however you want to put it, between those two main energies, right? Because everything is derivative in some capacity of that, and our experience of life is from that, right? So, I mean, hearing your story and having our viewers and listeners listen to this it's like i mean you you've had a lot of boulders you've had a lot of circumstances that could have said hey marlo here comes the the deep dark alley come here you know (laughs) or or what i think is really interesting is when you talk about subtleties i think that when you talk speak to that specific term or way of describing things as subtle. I think I, I absolutely resonate that because I think some of the best things in my life personally that have happened have been subtle and almost instantaneous and like, oh, here you go. Here you go. You know, it's right there, you know? but it's just, And everything leading up to certain points of that have felt like roadblocks. And it's like, and it's you causing it. It's you causing it. So you using that energy that caught you know is like stops you know you're stopping yourself we're stopping ourselves you know so in that in within that whole context of what we allow or don't allow to you know really go on this journey this river quote unquote of life you know what what do you think especially with your story what what is the biggest thing, really, that we underestimate about ourselves, and maybe that you've seen um, and reflecting on your experience of life, and with working with uh, your your own clients? Like, what what is it that we really underestimate ourselves, even on a day to day basis? Do you think that really just holds back, you know, and unleashes our true self and our most authentic self into, you know, a life that we truly desire?
1: I think it kind of touches on everything that you had mentioned. So, with that specifically, I think it's a couple things. I think it's expectations. I think expectations naturally happen. I have a lot of experience with the, this myself. I have experience. I'm still learning as I, you know, get into different um, situations and circumstances. Expectations that we put on things, and then I think also a lot of it has to do with limiting beliefs and old programming and what i mean by that is limiting beliefs are things that we have put in place a belief is just something that's been repeated to us over and over and over again now what that means is that they can be changed also but we tend to miss that idea we tend to think things are very like you said black and white that if this is how we are this is how we stay this is if this we've already done things this way for 20 years we're just going to keep doing things this way for 20 years because this is what we know and this is what technically works and i think with limb beliefs and programming what happens is, is we've taken past experiences and things that have gone on and we have underestimated our ability to move through it and to be okay and to understand that we can change and adapt very easily So for people, for myself and where I've seen this is that with expectations, if you notice when we get into a relationship using that for an example, because that comes up a lot with expectations is something happens and we expect a certain result. And most of the time we'll notice that when we expect things of someone in a very specific way, we don't get it exactly how we want it because it's almost like we've almost put this, projection out there that is almost leading someone to fail. And so when we put expectations on things, whether that's our life or what we should be doing, how much money we should make, how a partner should treat us, how our kids should act, you know, what, how much money we should make, it, where we should be by a certain age, what we do is we put out this energy of lack. And when we put out this energy of lack, it's because we're thinking we're not gonna get something, so it's fear.
0: It feels under fear, right?
1: Yeah. And we think we're scared. We're not going to get it. So we're going to try and control the situation and cling to what we think will get us what we want. And a lot of the times, like you said, life is all about flow. And that takes practice to understand that. And we have to see it happen for us to believe it and feel or feel it. And that flow is because what I think could get me, let's say a really amazing, you know, life or whatever or career is possibly I'm underestimating really what my powers are and how powerful my brain is, how power, how powerful I am as a being, how powerful source, insert whatever you believe in, a higher power, what idea is out there for us. And a lot of the times when we let that go and we let go of those expectations, we actually are underestimating what we're even capable of. By doing that, by holding on to those expectations. So, by letting that go, we actually are opening up that channel and that ability for the things to flow that are probably even more amazing than what we have as an idea. So, I think what we underestimate is what we're capable of. I think, but it is because of our past experiences and programmings and fear that we're trying to avoid something from happening again. So we cling to it but it's like that white knuckle grip on a hose it like kinks the flow so we have to let go and give people tools on how to do that because just telling someone to let go is not fair that doesn't help it's giving people so what i do is i give them tools i shift that perspective give them tools to know how to in their specific situation to let go and then the other combination is energy work and healing which kind of what i call kind of goes and cleans out. It's like almost sweeping a room before moving stuff in. So the healing work is kind of in combination of that perspective shift so that the new things that are coming in and the experiences that you're going through, I now I'm giving you a clean slate
0: to move forward. And how does, with the tools you give to people uh, that I assume that they can also work on on their own day to day, how much, how much, does the incorporation of gratitude play into that as far as you know some sort of you know the thing is I don't know I I don't want to make this sound too confusing to our listeners and viewers or anything like that but I think sometimes we can get lost in semantics or terms of things and I think from what I've learned personally about you know issues of uh, you know and the spiritual realm is like we have to stop being too analytical about it I, I mean it really is it really is our energy like so for me personally you know i try i i try my best to make things be less complicated even though i <laughs> often mess up with that you know <laughs> and, and labeling things and organizing uh, you know you know But I, when I try, for me, for me, the most important things become centering around balance and the energy of that, you know? So like, if I feel like my pendulum, pendulum's getting swung in this direction, I'm like, okay, you know, I, I personally just resort to, you know, gratitude. And like, I'm like, okay, I'm just grateful. I'm here right now. I'm happy. My wife's in the other room. I'm happy. My dog's right here. You know, I'm just happy to be here right now and just, going into that moment right now. And for me that I I rebalance myself, you know, that's just what I do. But so, but I I just want to ask you that does how much of a a role for the work and the way you teach people and your uh, work play into that as far as that's due with gratitude and, and anything else around that?
1: Yes, gratitude is huge. Gratitude is huge, I think. But where there's a disconnect for a lot of people I find is We all know we should be grateful, right? That's kind of like a huge, like, yes, we know that there's people that have things worse than us. So we have this, but what we instantly do with that is we kind of come at it from, I don't want to say beating ourselves up because I don't think we know we're doing that, but by being like, oh, I should be grateful, but I really have these feelings that I'm upset or I really have these feelings that I wish something is better than it is. And we kind of get into this, like, like you said, monkey mind, this kind of our brain, again, underestimating how powerful it is, goes very quickly on this loop. And we create these neural pathways that we get these very deep groups in them. Now, I can still help someone, no matter how deep the groove is and how long a belief has been there, I can still create. And that's what the homework and the tools help with, create a new way of thinking to create a new pathway. Like, okay, this is how we've been, this is the road we've been taking, but it's getting us this result. And it's, we're noticing this feeling because it's time for a change. You're evolving, you're changing, you're ready for these tools. Now let's bump up onto a different road path because this is gonna get us where you're meant to go, where you're gonna feel better. And that's with gratitude, again, it's the idea of lack. Like when someone feels like they're not grateful about something, it's because they feel like something needs to be better or they don't have something that they want. So what I help people do is what it, one of the tools would be. Let's say, for example, if someone's in a tough situation, or they are finding it really hard to be grateful because, let's say, they have health issues, or they have a spouse, you know, they just got divorced, something like that. What we do is I help them flip and see the other side to it. Now that seems like well, duh, that's how you do it, but what I do is with intuition and specifically I relate it to their highest value. We all have high values. It's kind of like animals. If you think about it in a way, like a dog, you want a dog to do something, you show them a treat, you know, you want someone, you know, a kid to do something, you know, they're fueled by, you know, TV time or candy. So that's what you would use as like a bargaining tool. It's the same thing with adults and as humans, we have something innately that is a value to us. They're all, we all have different ones. Some of us have similar ones, but we find that. And that's what I do with people intuitively help them get to that. And we relate everything back to that because everything I can relate back to that high value because that's why it's showing up. So I tell people to shift that perspective, to get to that area of feeling grateful and gratitude for every experience because let's be honest, even the ones that we label as bad, they are still helping us get to where we're meant to go. Sometimes they have to get loud. Sometimes they have to get really uncomfortable because we've missed the little whispers. Like you were mentioning, they're the subtleties that happen along the way. And if we miss them or we don't have the awareness or the tools to, to spot them, they just get louder and louder because it's almost like if you could visualize it, like it's someone looking down, at us and trying to be like oh they're about to go the wrong way i need to get them over here because in this amount of time i need them over here living their best life with the partner of their dreams blah 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 and they're taking the long way and that's okay but now they're taking the really long way and they're going to miss their opportunity over here so we got to bump them back on course so that's when things get really loud that's how i try to explain it to people so it's also good to understand that i tell people that when things get really loud That means there's a lot of value going into getting you somewhere different than where you are.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, and if you choose to take that opportunity, which why not? You take that opportunity, you're going to have an even quicker shift than you would have imagined. And the nice part with shifting someone to take something that they think is not, everything is both good and bad all at the same time. Right. The universe is in balance 1000% of the time. That's why when something really great happens, someone will say, oh, I'm, you know, then this happened today, or when someone's feeling really bad, then someone, you know, offers to pay for their coffee when they go to the, it always has to balance out. So I can take a situation. And although someone might see it as terrible, like let's, let's use my situation as an example. So let's say um, my husband taking his own life and that just in itself, and maybe someone would be like, what good would you ever say would come from that? like okay well i'm not discrediting that it was a big thing that it was a bummer that it was something that was hard to work through but i still can see why it happened and why i'm glad it happened because if it wasn't supposed to happen it wouldn't have happened there would have been something i wouldn't have been the. we wouldn't have met each other back 15 years you know there would have been paths we would have separated sooner if it wasn't supposed to end like this i would have found out he was being unfaithful there are all these little things nothing is I do not believe in coincidences because everything is happening as cliche as it sounds for a reason. Yeah. It's just understanding what that reason is. So for me, if this wouldn't have happened the way that this did, I would not be where I'm at right now. I would not be the person that I am. I would not be helping other people. I would not be completely fulfilled in the career that I've, cause I would, I would have kept going down that same path. Now, Would I have eventually maybe gotten here? Sure. Maybe like 10 years later, maybe if this would have played out much slower or something like that, but then what would I have missed in that time that was meant for me? And there were obviously things that were supposed to happen. And it's, I tell people, and I know some people say, well, in the moment, it's hard to see that. Like, yeah, you can say that because now you're two years down the road. But what I know is I was able to see that months into it. And I'm not some superhuman, you know what I mean? I'm just like everyone else. So even though this is what I'm meant to do and how I got into this, I still had every human emotion and experience that any person, whether they're a healer or not, would would resonate with and understand. But I've seen this I've seen this work, I've seen this shift, and I've seen we have two choices. We can be bummed about it, which has its place. I don't tell people not to feel emotions. I don't tell, I mean, those are there for a reason so that we can acknowledge it. We can figure out why that's there, why we feel this way and then like push through it and get to the next thing. Okay, like, okay, now what's next? You don't have to ignore it, but by taking it and saying, okay, this has happened. This is why it happened. This is what I'm gonna do to shift out of it to make sure I'm gonna learn from it because I sure as hell don't want it to happen again so i'm going to that's going to be my value to always be learning and growing because now i'm now creating i'm taking that power back because if we can take that responsibility for what goes on around us that means we can have control over what we attract and what we repel which i think is very
0: empowering to people and again going back to what you said before this is it's all about perspective right i mean and i think that know you know, uh, you know I, I don't want this to sound cliche <laughs> either but i think life is just a play that unfolds in front of us in a way right i mean in in the sense that you know our mind really is not going to determine the outcome of everything right it's not going to as much as we would like it to right as long as much as We pretend sometimes we're wizards and we have this idea of control of many, so many things, even what we're going to eat, maybe like, you know, how we're going to, you know, just wake up each day and the way we're going to brush our teeth. The point is the resistance energy and the acceptance energy is huge, right? And any little thing, And any, let's say, big thing, however we decide to see that, is always going to be the thing that reveals itself, right? right? I mean, waking up one day and realizing that your husband has killed himself, and then waking up another day, realizing you don't have enough peanut butter in the cupboard. Those are two really different ways to see your day, right? So, and however we decide to understand what that is in the end it just is right yeah we're 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 getting trapped i think in going through situations of life personally like you have in a year globally like we have had this last year in 2020 and still going in 2021 it can either Depending on what we really, because there seems to be this kind of elasticity of, you know, people think free will, no free will, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's a very debatable topic. Who knows? But whatever's going on just is, right? I mean, it just is. This conversation, we're having it, right? This is going on, you know, and we're all going to end up in the same way in certain, you know, who who knows? Who, when your time is. We're all going to end up the same way, you know? So, it's just we have to bring in the, that idea of and I think this is such a valuable thing to take from this conversation we're having, you know, perspective, right? Because perspective can bring in two main forces, you know, it can bring in something that's going to drag you into the pits of abyss or it's going to reveal, let's say, beauty in places you would have imagined, right? And I think your story, Marlo, is just one of, I, I see it of excellence, really, because its it's about an awareness that is deeper than we can imagine and we try to embrace in our own way to varying degrees, every day, right? Each and every one of us, and it's led you to where you are now. And the last, the last kind of main thing I want to ask you, just to conclude this really important conversation, is in in your own experience, and, and maybe in the way that you help others, how does how, how do your how do relationships with other people and accountability, having like even accountability buddy, play a role in in Let's just say having the life you desire.
1: That's funny because I'm being tested with that. I always have different things that test me because I'm always learning, even though I do what I do and I have a lot of these tools. I'm still always being tested because I have to continuously grow and learn so that I can continue to help people. So my I tell people I what I do vocationally is I am a healer but my real job is to work on myself and to constantly be learning and growing. So it's almost like my job is to deal with my own personal things as they come up. Cause I'm like, Oh, that's, and then it, it's funny. Cause then I'll get a client that actually is, I'm using tools that I'm actually perfecting or I'm actually integrating as well. And I'm like, Oh, of course, this is why this happened. Cause I'm supposed to help this person. So with that, I find relationships are huge. And a lot of the times we think that we don't have control of them and that we don't have control of how people act towards us or how they feel or how they react to us. And when I understood the concept of, if I take, that everything is a mirror. So like, if I were to say, if you stood in front of a mirror and you waved, you would see your hand wave or if you stood in front of the mirror and did nothing, you would see nothing, meaning you wouldn't see yourself moving. So understanding that everyone around us is a mirror of what is going on with us internally, because you and I could see the same person and view them very differently based on what we're supposed to take from that interaction. You might see them, as amazing and funny. And I might think they're super judgmental and this and that. And that's why we can have different opinions about, we're like, no, it's black and white. This person's great. I thought they were really funny. And I'm like, no, I didn't think they were funny at all. And you're like, well, wait, how did you, how are you not seeing what I'm seeing? And it's because we're all very individualized and we're here to learn very specific things because of what we're meant to do, how we're meant to grow, yada, yada, yada. So with that, our relationships and the people in our life are mirrors of us. So that's a big pill to swallow for a lot of people because That's say, very interesting. Yeah, well, and it's a big pill to swallow, and something I'm being tested with because when we see someone and we're like, well, no, they're not listening. Like I, I always listen to them. They're not listening to me. You're like, okay, but that's it's a little more broad than that. So if I saw someone and I said, in this relationship dynamic, I don't feel heard, and I'd be like, okay where is somewhere that I am not listening to myself where is somewhere in my life where because this person is showing reflecting to me right now so that I can shift and change so again that's a perspective that's a perspective to say I can take what's happening right now and I can use it to my advantage so I'm going to use it to my advantage so right now but that means I have to swallow that ego because our ego gets in the way And our ego wants to prove people wrong and that we're right and that avoid things from happening again or expectations i expect you to listen we've been together for years i'm expecting you to listen like you know so to take something not being heard and say okay where am i not listening to myself there's eight areas We could pick it all areas that need to stay in balance, getting kind of like down the healer path a little bit that we wanna keep in balance, every single one of us. And when they're out of balance, source, again, insert whatever you believe in, shows us people and things and experiences to be like, hey, again, you're way out of whack over here. We're gonna show this person because we know they trigger you. We know that you care about this relationship. We know that it bothers you. If they just picked a random stranger, no one would be changing and we wouldn't care because we don't care about that outcome and that dynamic. So, relationships are huge mirrors to us on growth and where we have imbalances, which are constant. And even no matter how much healing work you do, we have imbalances day to day. And so, knowing that, okay, I take that, I use it, I reflect and be like, okay, where am I not listening to myself? Okay, I know that I should, you know, I'm not, let's say, Uh, Financially, let's say financially in an area, I'm not um, being mindful and listening to where I should be spending or not spending. So finances feel heavy to me right now. Okay. And again, helping people with intuition helps us pick up on those things. But when I work with people, I help them pinpoint those things and then eventually get them to a point where they don't need me anymore. My goal is to send them, you know, of course, I still do check ins and all that. But my goal is to give people tools and empower them. To do, to be able to tackle life as it comes at you. So relationships, those being huge mirrors and opportunities for us to see areas that we might be balanced or imbalanced. We also, on the flip side of that, someone could be super attentive, and you know, and engaged, and you know, putting us, making us a priority, and that would be a trigger to me to be like, okay, I must be doing a really good job putting myself first. I must be doing a really good job, you know articulating, you know, vocationally what I want to accomplish. You know, so it's seeing both sides. It doesn't always mean that we have to take the negative thing that we see, but we also can notice the good thing when things are going good. Like, oh, what did I just what am I doing right now? What can I compare my life? What's happening? What did I do earlier today? Or I was really good at putting myself first. Funny, my partner now is putting me first instead of going and doing what they, you know, we're going to do. And the magic with relationships, I find, is that when we practice that work and then we see it change without even having a conversation, that's the stuff that gets me and you're like, okay, this is totally worth it. I didn't even have to have a conversation with you about not feeling heard. I turned that, I worked on my stuff internally and all of a sudden you came to me and were like, you know what? I feel like I didn't really, we didn't really finish that conversation. Like, what was that that you wanted to say? You're like, what? Excuse me? So it's very interesting. And I think we have to experience it to really root to it. And that's what I help people do with a combination of intuition and helping and perspective shifts. I help them see individually how they can experience these things. And again, create this amazing life that feels very empowered and like, I mean, life is life. Like you said, it, it happens. Um, but the more tools we have and the perspective shift, we can very easily pull ourselves out of the heaviness and the heavy emotions um, and not feel so controlled by them.
0: No, absolutely. And that's really the best way to live. And and it's I, I like what you're saying that around, you know, really that, just kind of that general sense of awareness of how you are interacting with whoever that is no matter where it is, with somebody in in a relationship, even if it's someone at the coffee shop, even if it's your parents, your spouse, etc. And I would say too, like uh, you know, they're as good of a person I would desire to be. Um, sometimes the perspective of certain people can just make my energy just drain. <laughs> so, so, you know, I mean, sometimes it takes a little more work, I guess, in that way. Maybe it's good practice, but I, but I mean, I think there's a, I, oh, sorry.
1: No, I was to say, but that's exactly why I I work with people is because I even have those moments where I'm like, this person, Because, but most of the time when I tell people, is the ones that get us the most riled up the ones that we get that we feel like oh i can't move past this like i have to prove my point those are the ones that are for sure our teachers because there are certain people that's also what i that i'm like okay there's two teachers in your life i'm going to tell you who they are sometimes people have one some people have three i'm like this is why they make you crazy because universe knows that if things go sideways with this person you listen and it gets your skin boiling to a point where you're like, I don't like this feeling. And eventually you it t- you take notice. You know what I mean? So it totally, you're not alone. And that's what I also work with people to not, to, uh, to be okay with that and be like, that's who you are. Like, this is your path. There's no right or wrong. There's no point you need to be somewhere by a certain time. This is happening for a reason. Let's figure it out. And then let's move on to the next thing.
0: And it's good because no matter, no matter what, the situation and the outcome of those are, again, it's all part of, part of this process. It's all we're lifelong learners, all of us through all of this. You know, a- a- everything's a lesson. And yeah, to you know, even eating every day is a lesson. Oh, my stomach. Oh, uh, you know. Yeah. We're learning all the time. We're le- like, the it, it just doesn't stop. It's a continual thing. It's again, con- it's like a continual awareness of going down that river. You know, or however you imagine that. You know, it's just there's always an accumulation of these perspectives. You know, it's like this perspective with this, this perspective with him, her, etc. Yeah. You know? I mean I I really think personally the beauty, let's say quote unquote the beauty, not to just term it like that, but like the beauty of just getting the most out of this journey life is just like looking at like outside yourself like and just say hey wow look at that you know it's just being aware of it it's just like look at this it's happening look at that you know yeah you go to a movie theater you watch a movie everything just is projected on the screen right you go to the theater people have you know this you know orchestration of of talent there to perform and you, you're just observing you know And I just, I think we just really, truly appreciate this whole process of like understanding all this, you know, not to analyze it, but just to know it's, know what's going on. It can just truly make our life wonderful too. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it totally is. And it's something comparing my old, what I kind of tell people, my old life to my new life is kind of what I, that day that I found my husband was honestly the start of this new life is that it is true that saying that if we're not growing we're dying that it it is i was not growing i was in the mentality before that like i knew what i knew that was how this goes you you know i was very much not in the mindset because what i thought is that to be open to growth that meant what i was doing was wrong or that meant what i was doing i didn't know anything about and that was my ego wanting to prove that i knew but it's funny our ego gets in the way when that's almost true, I didn't know anything. I didn't know, I knew what I was meant to know at that time, but compared to what my soul, what I was meant to know, you know, the rest, you know, my being here, I didn't know. I knew nothing compared to what I know now, but I was so closed off to growth because I felt like that meant I was admitting I didn't know something. And I think if we can get to a point of being like, that's all right, if we don't know something, that means now we know it. Like how much better it is to say we don't know something and learn something new than to say we already know it and stay stagnant. It's a very stagnant energy. It's a very stagnant experience and our life tends to kind of dull out. And that's where my, that was what was happening. And it was kind of like, they were like, okay, are you done now? Are you done just surviving and kind of coasting? We need you over here. And so I just like to let people know that It's okay to not know stuff. It's okay to feel lost. It's okay, I mean, if you're feeling that, I tell people, hands down, there's at least 100 other people around you that feel that same way. Sure, sure. It's it's not, although we are very individualized, we all are very similar at the same time. As much as that makes us different, the same amount of things make us very cohesive and the same. So I just like to let people know that, that it's really just about the awareness and, and that alone even without the tools, just the awareness that you want something different or the awareness that you can tell that there should be a shift or you want more growth or there's something else out there for you. Or I see this person acting this way. I know that's my stuff, but I'm not going to handle it right now. Like just that awareness creates shifts and different dynamics that I think people would be pretty amazed by and would be open to.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. And it's yeah it is interesting what you are saying with that too that like we're all given the same playbook in a certain way like there's certain you know standard norms you know the gravity exists for everybody but you know we run different plays you know and uh you know those plays can be and mean you know through these different channels and perspectives many things to many people either all at once or in their own time you know and becomes what we all know as life in this journey of life you know and this is incredible and Marla I thank you so much for sharing this just incredible wealth of beautiful spiritual information and knowledge and and just an incredible story that you have you know with our listeners and viewers and where can they find out more about you if they want to have a session with you I guess virtually anywhere in the world right
1: yeah. So right now, the great part is I was doing virtual before, but it's very easy now. Everyone's used to that too. So um, Instagram, I do a lot of stuff on Instagram. I find that that's easy to connect with people that way. Um, that's at marlow.lemon. And that's M-A-R-L-O olemon lemon, L-E-M-M-O-N. And then uh, my website is marlolemon.com. And that has a lot of information, a lot of tools. I started Of course, the website so people could find me. I have blogs on there because what I wanted to do is give people an opportunity to learn some of the things that I know when they don't have time to book a session because I knew what it was like to be in crisis, to have this chaos and be like, okay, I don't have an appointment until next week or I don't see someone until tomorrow and I need help in this moment. So my blog is a great resource. I put a lot of information and personal experiences and tools that help me. So that's a great resource for people anytime, obviously to check it, check that out. Um, and I have videos as well. Um, so that's a great resource and on there is my contact information, my email, my phone number, all that fun stuff, but feel free. I have a lot of people reach out on Instagram, so that's more than okay if that's the best um, resource. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Excellent. And we're going to include all of Marlo's information that she just mentioned viewers and listeners in the video description and in the podcast description. uh, So you can check her out and book your own um, appointment with her. I'm sure it'll be excellent. And just to help you on your journey. So thank you so much again, Marlo. And it was truly an honor. And we will see you on the next episode. Take care, everyone.